G'day guys, are you missing out on your favourite show because it's not available in your region? Or are you trying to keep your private time? Let's say private. Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. Now, we all love to binge or maybe even barbecue alone, but your privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you don't have to worry about your IP or location getting out. A huge thing for me is the region-locked content feature, and NordVPN is a game-changer. So a little story. When I went over to America last year, I activated a library of extra shows and movies on the streaming platforms when I logged in over there. I started watching this high school football show called All American. Highly recommend it and smashed three seasons of it. But when I arrived back, guess what? It disappeared. But this was an easy fix. I used my NordVPN to switch my IP address, and from there, all the access was back, baby, and I never missed an episode and smashed out the remaining two seasons. So go ahead, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash talkingleague. You're going to get a huge discount off the NordVPN plan. Plus, guess what? They're throwing in a four extra months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So head over to nordvpn.com slash talkingleague, get protected, and get all that extra viewing today. Hello and welcome to Trending Trades for Round 25. My name is Jake and I've got Riley with me here as well. We'll be taking you through some of the short and sharp analysis for the top five trading players for the round. How's it going, Riley, mate? Uh, fresh off a bit of indoor cricket tonight, I hear. Yeah, good, Jakey. Just for the listeners out there, I'm retiring from indoor cricket and uh, taking up touch as of next Monday. So it <laughs> was not a good night for the silly sloggers. <laughs> well, we'll jump straight into these uh, top five trading players for the week. First up on the list here, we got Adam Fennell Blake, trading by 0.58% of coaches, 756k, with a B of 43. Now, it looks like he's dropped down a little bit in price here, Riley. What's what's your thoughts on Adam Fennell Blake? He has dropped in price a fraction, Jakey, and we'll see a little bit of a pattern here with the first four players we do discuss as all being mids. I think the thought there from the punters is looking to trade out players such as Haas and Carrigan this weekend and the four options that we are going to discuss here are four valid ones and we look at AFB first he's only owned by three percent of the top hundred and just over 11 percent of the top five thousand so I think he's an extremely good pod to consider if you are looking to make a play he's a big motor forward and I would expect him to play that 60 to 65 going forward the thing I just would be wary of if you are looking to bring him in this week He's the 71 minutes he did play last week. He's potentially an outlier due to the Egan injury. So had to make up a few extra minutes there as well. I do see him as a valid option. You could consider bringing in for someone like Haas, but I would prefer to hold that trade this week if you did sort of have that 40 to 50 point scorer on your bench. Does the attacking upside and that worry you with him, Jakey? I, I don't mind it. Like given you know Haas and Carrigan out this week, it, most likely it's, more head-to-head focused players, you know, players wanting to use, not wanting that, you know, large amount of cash on the bank, you know, trying to get in a gun mid this week, like for like, to try to win those head-to-head finals. So, and I think Adam Phillip-Blake, he's shown he, he's got those boom games where he can go 60-plus, 70-plus, um, and his floor's not too bad either with a 40 or 50 sort of floor. Um, so I, I don't mind if definitely the head-to-head, head-to-head coaches. Overall coaches might be a little bit more hesitant, um, but did I don't think he's going to get a rest, do you? at all, Riley, for the rest of the season? Do you think Warriors just going to keep playing their full-strength squad till round 27? I do think so, Jakey, but you look at the Warriors bench and you've sort of got four mids hybrid players sitting on their bench. They don't carry a specialist hooker. You've got someone like Bailey Sirenen who can sort of deputise there for Egan, but you've got Jazz and players like that who do sort of play middle minutes. And with Toe being another big minute, big minute 
middle forward in that bench. You just wonder how there's enough minutes to go round for AFB to continue to play 60 to 65 moving forward. I don't think he plays any more than that. That'd be sort of the peak of uh, the time he's got on the field each week. Yep. Sounds good. So definitely a great gun option there. He might get a tiny bit of a little bit of a spell close towards the end of the season, but definitely, definitely good option for a life for like trade for Haas. Uh, second on the list here, we got Isaiah Yo being traded by 0.4% of coaches, ah, uh, 5.4% of coaches, 848k with a B of 56. Now, Isaiah Yo, he's pretty much just set and forget mid. Um, he's so expensive at the moment though, 848k. He scores pretty much a 60 per week. You can set your clock to it. What's your thoughts here, Rod? Do you think uh, Isaiah Yo is worth bringing in at this price? I'm going to say I'm a safe coach, Jakey, and the player we're going to discuss next is probably my preference due to the fact that Yo may get rested in 27. You look at um, Yo since he's come back from uh, State of Origin 3, he had got a lower score of 63. So in it, as an average across the season, he accumulates or has accumulated 57 fantasy points just in base through run meters and net tackles. So it's absolutely huge. Like you said, set your clock to a 60 every week. And he doesn't rely on consistent attacking stats, so you always rely on that score. The only concern, though, is at rest. And spending time on the bench this week, potentially against the Titans, if they do start to put a score on them as well. So not a bother for head-to-head coaches, though, uh, with the way the buys are going to fall. Uh, not the buys, sorry. The way his rest could potentially fall in 27. So if you want to save 60, I, I would uh, consider bringing Yo in this week. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. You mentioned around 27. We've seen in the past Penrith um, rests a lot of their players around 26-7, especially when they're top of the table. I don't think Ivan Cleary and the the gang there are too worried about the minor premiership. They're, they're, they're wanting to win the premiership as well. So I think there's a good chance Isaiah Yo gets rested. Um, I think I think he's a good trade if you have, say, four-plus trades left. So if you're trading him, him in, expect... like I'd be planning for him to be out in round 27. So... I think Adam Fanua Blake or the person we're talking about next is probably going to be a better option for coaches that maybe have one or two trades, but I still think Isaiah is definitely a good option if you do have multiple trades left and you're willing to use it, burn another trade down the track to get him out in round 27. Just on that uh, too, Jakey, I, I wouldn't look to go someone like uh, Hopgood to Isaiah Yo because potentially they're both going to miss 27, so mm-hmm. I would potentially look at another option to consider there just so you do maximise your available players for that week. Yeah, that's a great point as well. But we'll move on to the guy you're pretty keen to talk about, uh, Cameron McInnes, 0.252% traded in this week, 798k with a B28. He's been absolutely gunning it uh, since moving to the lock position. Uh, we've all picked him up in Mixer, uh, so he's a pretty much a cheat code there at Hooker at Mixer, but he's only available in the mids in uh, Fantasy. So what's your thoughts here, Rod? Do you think Cam McInnes is probably the best mid option for the run home? Yeah, well, just touch on Mixer quickly, Jakey. I think I'm going to put uh, a good Yapoon boy uh, on the pine this week in Harry Grant and look at bringing in McInnes. He's been outstanding since moving to that starting lock position. The big thing here is he's played 65 minutes in his last three fixtures, and with upcoming games against the Cowboys, Knights, and Raiders on the run home, I think this trend does continue with the Sharkies still in a tussle there for that top eight. So... Across the season, starting at lock, he's averaged 60 fantasy points in 59 minutes, which is absolutely huge at a 1 ppm. But the big thing I have picked on the last two weeks is an offensive upside, uh, which he has started to gain through the accumulation of attacking stats. With seven tackle busts and 145 run meters last week, 
Do you think that's a potential outlier based on the data we have, or that's his role or change in role moving forward? Well, I think with Dale Finucan out, he's sort of becomes that sort of cornerstone for their forward pack now. Um, getting to the end of the season, there's a lot of sore bodies out there, and Camigan is just the fittest of the lot. So I, I don't, I don't mind it. I think, I think that he can keep up some attacking success, especially if the Sharks keep playing well, keep performing. He's that sort of link man in the middle, and he's just getting through a bunch of work. So regardless if they're winning or losing, he's he's involved regardless. So personally, I think he's pretty much fixture proof, um, and still 798k. He's a lot more expensive than he was a few weeks ago, but. I still think there's maybe a tiny bit of value in him. Um, I definitely, um, it's definitely rough if you have missed out already, but say trading a pain horse to Cam McGuinness to win a head-to-head final, I'd, I think I'd, de- I'd definitely do it. Do you think that's probably the best option for those horse owners there, Riley? Yeah, I do, Jake. And of the four mids we are going to discuss tonight, do you think McInnes is the best one for uh, overall coaches to bring in? Then what about head-to-head as well? Well, we'll Go on to that then. We'll go. Uh, Tino's up next, actually. So he's at four. So he's in a similar bracket to um, Cam He's a little bit more expensive as well. 0.45% of coaches trading him in this week. And he's that other option that doesn't have the buy as well, who's probably unlikely to get a rest before now and the end of the season. So comparing Cam to him, what's what's your thoughts here? Do you think Tino moving back to lock? Does, is this going to be a, a good sign for him, uh, like Cam or a, or a bad sign? Well, the stats say that it's a bad move for Tino, but. In terms of footy and uh, watching footy, his role shouldn't really change because a lock and a prop have a similar sort of role on the forward. The lock potentially plays a few more minutes. So did touch on it on Wacky that uh, Tino does average 47.5 fantasy points when starting at lock in 2022. So that is a slight concern for coaches uh, who are looking to pick him up this week. But he's a huge pod with uh, currently only owned by 1% in the top 100. So I think that's Big for coach who's looking to make a move. From round 10 onwards, though, Jake, he's played eight games and he's registered six scores of 60-plus. So he's got huge attacking upside there with 2.6 tackle bus and 1.6 offloads per game with a 0.97 PPM. So I think he's a great option to consider bringing in. But myself, who's a little bit more of a safer coach, I would I would probably prioritise bringing in Cam McInnes this week. Yeah, I tend to agree with you with the Cam McGuinness shout, but for those guys risky out there, I don't mind the shout either. Like, I think one thing we have to touch on too with the Titans bench is they have Cruz leaving on the bench, who's generally just a hooker. Joe Stimson, who's a back rower, who will probably come on for Khaleesi Haas. And they also got Isaiah, uh, Isaac Liu um, and Jacob Alec as their only two props. Um, Liu's probably not been in the best of form this year and probably is not the biggest minute forward. And Jacob Alec as well is pretty much a rookie. He has shown a little bit of talent so far, but I think Tino's safe for some big minutes and hopefully um, a fair bit of high involvement in these last three rounds. But definitely one, definitely more riskier option for Cam McGuinness. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're playing the safe card, like probably both of us, Rolly would probably both go on Cam McGuinness there. And finish off, we've got Dane Gagawai, 0.42% uh, traded in this week, 704k, BE of 32. Um, Paddy, he's, he's, he's loving Dane Gagawai at the moment for his Knights. There's a bunch of fantasy relevant Knights players as well. So Dane Gagawai is top of this list and pretty much the best centre for the run home, uh, in my opinion. Um, what's your thoughts here? Do you think Dane Gagawai is a great trade? I'm guessing a lot of coaches are getting him in for someone like a um, uh, Connelly Lemuelu. 
Yeah, I think he's a great one to consider bringing in Jakey. He's potentially flown under the radar a fair bit this season. He's got a huge work rate. Scored 73 last week, which did include a try, two line breaks and 11 line breaks assists. He's only scored three tries this season, but where he's accumulated a stack of points is through 0.7 try assists and one line break assist per game with Dom Young outside him, who's been the main beneficiary. So I think with coaches who have a centre out in Connolly Lemuelo this week, would you prefer to pick up Manu uh, or Garrick over Gagai, or would you look to take Gagai on? See, I, think, I just think at the moment, Gagai's just got the runs on the board. Like, the 53 average, if he can snag a try to in these last few games, that average is even going to go up. So the base is there for him. Garrick's, Garrick's a great option as well. Probably, I guess, maybe the dual position cover as well might help you You know, down the track once you get a few injuries and you can't cover um, both positions. But um, I think if you're just purely looking at one position, I, I think Dane Gagai probably outscores him. What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I do think Dago... Gagai potentially does outscore him, Jakey. I just suppose a bigger feel for big appeal, sorry, for Manu and Garrick is that DPP, and then Garrick also does have the goal kicking on top as well. So just those few extra points he is going to accumulate every week. But I do think if you wanted to, I suppose, not take the risky play, but the way the stats are pointing is you, you should look to bring in Gagai. Absolutely. Well, another one for the coaches to discuss there, so definitely a good option either way. But that's the five players for this week, Rolly. Thanks for jumping on. Um, as always, uh, look out for all the other Talking League content. I'm pretty sure you're on tomorrow night, Rolly, in the Q&A uh, with Robbo and yeah, Rich. Yep. Sweet yep. as, so we'll definitely be tuning in then. And always, everyone, have a great weekend and enjoy the footy.